Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, and we are powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Joining me this week, as always, is the marvelous Kevin Kruby, who just built his own gaming PC. Kevin, how are you enjoying that? Why, why do you give out information that's like not relevant to sports? Because and, it's, and relevant, relevant, to my it's relevant to you, and you're on this show, so that's why I'm giving it out. I guess, it's just, you know... I didn't give you permission to give out my personal info. For those listening, Kevin did not build a computer. I made it up. <laughs> uh, Jordan and JL, how are you doing? How is everything in your life going? I am alive. That's all that hey, matters. That's you know what? That's, <laughs> that's it. That is, you know what? That's it. But well, I, I got to respect uh, it. Let's see. I want, I, want, well. I want hockey and baseball back, and um, I, I, I'm wearing a Double Dare t-shirt. Oh, oh God. Do you remember that time he recited the the rules to Double Dare, guys? How could anyone forget? How could anyone forget such a marvelous moment on the Forever Blue Shirts radio podcast powered by... ForeverBlueShirts.com. ForeverBlueShirts.com. Yeah. There we go. Do you think we got it out of the way enough? You think I don't know. I'll, I don't think I'll he say listens. it a few more times later all right, on. All right. Does he listen? Yeah, I don't know if, he, if he's really listening, but we said it enough times, I feel like. No, he doesn't listen anymore. He hates us. He doesn't like us. We're just here. <laughs> We'll be here for a little while, we'll but we, here. Know, we we'll, never know when we're going to get the plug. We're pulled all up. getting so replaced, like, That's it, guys. guys. I'm sorry, it's over. <laughs> and so, if guys, you're if, and if you're listening, we've said it a bunch of times yes. already. <laughs> you're going to fire us. Just do it already. <laughs> he don't, no, he won't. He won't. We got a bunch of good topics coming at you today. The first of all actually has to do with the Leafs, so I guess that Twitter joke actually applies here. Miko Lettinen signs a deal with the Leafs to solidify the left side of their defense as they continue their chase for the Stanley Cup and leaves the Rangers in the dust. A lot of fans were kind of excited to see Lettinen come over, uh, see if he would join the Rangers, try to solidify that blue line. He's only 26 years old. Would be nice on the left side, which is one of the weakest parts of their prospect pool, uh, being the left side of their defense and their center ice position. Um, I thought it would have been would have been a good signing, especially since he's from Finland, and it could help Capo Kako feel a little bit more at home. Uh, JL, we'll start with you here on this one. Uh, what did you think about Miko Lettinen potentially signing here, and and do you really feel like it's that much of a loss that he went to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, I thought it was interesting because you know I know the Rangers are trying to get more Finnish players on the team, as seeing as how Kako's literally the only Finnish guy on the team. So it would have been cool to have uh, Lettinen there with him, who I think he also played on the national team with him at the same time, I would assume. Or they've played with each other before, I would I would go off of. But, um, and to be frank, I don't think that's bad of a loss. I wasn't too enthused about it to begin with, but that's just primarily because the Rangers just have a plethora of defensemen. You know, some of these guys I know for a fact can play the left side and, you know, it's really no big loss. Now, if he had gone to New Jersey, that'd be a different story. But he's with Toronto, different division. Don't have to see much of him. Sucks that Kako doesn't have a, a second fin to play with. But, I mean, I really don't have much to say else outside of it's not really 
much for the Rangers to get all mopey about. I think so too. And I think a big part of it is, well, part of the reason he probably didn't sign here is because I don't necessarily think he fits long-term being that you have Keandre Miller, Matthew Robertson, and possibly even David Ference next summer if the Rangers can get him to come here, which they seem to be have be on good terms with most college free agents. So, I mean, he would kind of be pushed out, and I'm sure he wanted a big role uh, within the next few years. Toronto uh, Kevin, would give any- him a spot to play, I can tell you that for sure. Absolutely. Their defense is not their strongest point. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about Letton and signing in Toronto, and do you think this is good or bad for us? I think it was just a missed opportunity because he only signed a one-year entry-level contract which it's like i understand the rangers do have prospects but if he's nhl ready like you know they're the toronto's ready to put him right next to uh tyson barry why not just give him a sign him up worst comes worst next season you could just trade him or you could trade your prospects to get even a better draft pick it's just this guy looks like he's nhl ready and you know some of your guys might not be and Unfortunately, prospects that are highly touted don't always pan out. So it would have been nice to see some sort of, you know, addition to the left side because we have been talking about, like, Tony D'Angelo could play the left side when, you know, you know Nils Lundqvist comes. And it's just, I guess, and, you know, then it's, it, I understand, like, why they didn't do it because their defense is so muddled. If it was a forward, I think the Rangers would have been top on the list of rumors it's just oh the rangers signed up for a three-year entry-level contract at 925k and that would have been great and they would have had a forward that's ready to go and young but fortunately it was a defenseman and it's just it doesn't hurt them in the long run i think it just hurts them in a transition period that might have been a little awkward i think i think they're in an awkward transition period and i understand with like the coronavirus everything else gets muddled we have like we would have known if they had a top three pick by now because yeah. you know, the lottery would have been, mm-hmm. you know, through and we would be talking about something different. And this, this could have been a completely different conversation based off of him letting it because he could have went somewhere else. So, you know, I think, I think it just comes down to the Rangers just not needing him, but it was highly rumored and I wouldn't have been surprised if they signed him. I would have been shocked either, but I just feel like, yeah, he only signed a one year deal, but at the same time, you, you want to have roots in a city. Like, you want to kind of be somewhere where you think you can stay past the contract, I feel like, especially right. coming yeah, overseas. Yeah, yeah. And there's no guarantee that would have happened here because of, you know, like you said, even if the prospects don't pan out. But, I mean, the Rangers have such highly touted guys that could come up on the left side within the next few years that he just wouldn't have a place. But uh, best to Latin in Toronto, and the Rangers will... Go on from here, and I think they will be fine. Uh, another interesting bit of news is Tyler Wall signs with the New York Rangers, despite the speculation that he would test free agency since he finished his fourth year of college. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Okay. So, going from... <laughs> <laughs> lost my train of thought like, for a what second. What was I going to say, man? Yeah. What are thought. we talking about? That's right, the Rangers. The Rangers. <laughs> I I am very surprised they signed him. I, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it's going to be like, oh, he's deciding to sign somewhere else because now his rights are up with the Rangers. And we're going to have like a Kevin Hayes, Jimmy VC, yada, yada, yada situation where he goes somewhere else. I thought that was going to happen to us, exactly. I, really I think this is a very interesting signage because 
now it's like, is Georgiev going to get kind of pushed in and just like kind of exposed and taken at the expansion draft? Is he the Oscar Lindbergh? Like, we all know it's going to be him. It's, we're all 100% certain it's going to be him. But is it is it Georgiev this time? Is is it is Georgiev the odd man out? Are they going to re-sign him for a year and then just go like... I don't know. Like, not, not, well, yet, not yet, probably. I, I think Georgiev sticks around a little longer. Or or they can just use him as trade bait for the most part. I mean, you know Wall's going to kill it up in Hartford. I mean, that that's a given. So I, I, I just think he's more bait than anything. Considering the Rangers' reluctance to trade uh, Georgiev this past season, just tells you that they want to keep Georgiev long-term or just up his value and have Wall ride the pine. But then you also have to remember they also have Lindblom coming in. So that's another you know wrench into the machine there too. So, I mean, you really, you really can't... It's, it's hard to tell. It's, it's, a, it's a, a blessing of riches in the defense and goalie department. I think that's a really good way to put it. And I also think that they're really going to have to look at all their options in the goaltending department this summer because you cannot have this three-goalie-headed carousel into next year. I don't think it's going to be beneficial to anyone anymore. Um, I really think that they need to sit down and really, really talk to Henrik Lundqvist this summer. And he said he would revisit if he, you know, if he felt like things weren't going the way he wanted them to and if he felt like anything had changed between him and the organization – and when you have Igor Shosturkin as your number one goaltender with Alexander Georgiev basically being solidified as the backup, and now you sign one of the best goaltenders in the NCAA to basically be your number one goaltender down in Hartford, I mean, how are you supposed to have these four guys in the same organization right now? I mean, and, and I don't know how you can tell me out of the four of them that Henrik Lundqvist isn't the odd one out, unfortunately. Well, he more than likely is. I think that's a fact that we're all going to have to deal with, to be fair. I mean, that's basically it. I hate to say it, but, I mean, his time is coming, and it's sooner rather than later. I mean, there's really nothing else anybody can do. You can't, you can't, you can't turn him 26 again. I mean, that'd be great no, if you, you could, yeah. <laughs> but you'd be defying the laws of physics and time by doing that. So I would, I, I, I would love that. I think that's like the best thing that would happen for him. Just kind of like, let's de-age you. Where's Ponce de Leon <laughs> when you need let's him? Let's give you your cup. Time to go find Ponce yeah. de Leon somewhere and give Henry Lundqvist a fountain of youth there. Because if you put Henrik Lundqvist, uh, prime yes. Henrik Lundqvist on this squad, <laughs> I would love to see what that would look like, but... Unfortunately, it's looking like the time has passed, and it's now fully Igor Shosturkin's time to shine. But uh, Tyler Wall here, I mean, look, what do you think that meeting must have been like? I mean, I'm sure management was like, hey, Igor Shosturkin's here, and Alexander Georgiev's here, and we don't really have space for you up at the NHL, but we might in a few years, you should come sign with us. Like, I kind of don't really understand why Tyler Wall chose to sign with us, if I'm being honest here. I don't I don't think anyone's going to turn down a guaranteed contract offer from a professional hockey team. I think he knew that that was really his only there, option because I if, guess, if there were I any other options, this, he would have done it. You have to think of the uncertainty in the league right now. They That's don't true. even know That's when true. they're starting again. There's <laughs> yeah. a good chance, and we're going to be talking about this shortly, that the Rangers might not even make a playoff run if it gets too long. Like they won't even get the opportunity if they if they restart the season in some way. And it's just like you're you're getting off of your college 
final year in college, and it's just like the NHL isn't doing anything. I can't go to Hartford. They just canceled. And what am I supposed to do? It's just like, you know what? I'll take the money. I'm, I'm 100% just going to take the money and have that security for the next three years and play with a great organization that pumps out talent like this. Yeah. Like Lundqvist, like Georgie, like yeah, Igor. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, like you know, like Cam Talbot for a split second. Hey, we gotta and... remember Olaf. We gotta remember Olaf Lindbaum also. Olaf Lindbaum is still out there too. I understand he, that, but yeah. as of right now, it, like even just the signed guys, he's not signed yet. But I don't know. I think they're just they are in the plethora of riches right now. They are just oh, yeah. swimming also, I, also, in goalies. I don't I don't think anyone's gonna really turn down a contract offer from an NHL team. I mean you, well, you never ju- you ju- no no just in general. Yeah, I understand. You, yeah, you, you also never have know to remember what's gonna happen though. He, Wall would have been a Wall would have been a free agent, I believe August it opens for NCAA players who yeah, don't like sign. 15, so he would have he would have had his options, I think if this was a normal season, and if, like Kevin said, things weren't going on like they are now, I think he might have opted to wait. But I think that's a good point that you made that he signed for the security because nobody knows what really is going to happen from this point on. And also, like, too, if they make a trade or they move a couple of assets, I mean, realistically speaking, if Georgiev gets dealt and Lundqvist retires, the second spot is open for Wall. It's really not that mm-hmm. hard to see. because then you have two young, very talented goalies doing a 1A, 1A little kind of like but is that, pirouette not between a, each other. Not a bad thing, though. It's not. No. I don't, I'm, not I'm not saying it is. I'm, <laughs> saying that's, I'm saying that's great for them and the Rangers. It's just like they have to – I mean, it would be good for Wall to come like, – you know, coming off of, you know, an NCAA season where you only play – what is it, like 40 – to fifty games, they play like two like games. Tournaments. I don't even think you play that much. I think they play like twenty something games. Yeah, the but they NCAA. have like their little tournaments, and they have like their whole preseason. And then, if you count the, the the tournament at the end of the season too, if you make it, which he did, but well, I mean, not this year, last year. But Tyler Wall is just, you know, he needs the time to get used to everything, and it might just be a whole like. You know, like a nice tryout for other teams to see how good this kid is. Then you trade him, if if that's what you want to do, of course. Right, but, but I also don't think they signed him to trade him because I think no, they do see him no. having a role down the line. Uh-huh. Um, but where maybe, that maybe the NHL is shifting to this two goalie system. It could be that way. I'm like, we don't, we I, haven't really seen any, any success in the playoffs. I wouldn't say two goalie system, but I think the league has definitely been shifting towards not having your starter play sixty plus games anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they teams would rather have their starters play somewhere around fifty, fifty five games and have a really capable backup of playing somewhere around thirty five ish games. If you go back to the beginning of the season, remember how we were talking? Like, what the hell is the schedule? They play like two games back to back. And then they don't have a game for like eighteen days. Oh yeah, the schedule was like, nonsense. like then oh, they had yeah. like five games in the matter of seven days, and it's like right. if that's how they want to make the schedules now, if that's how things are going to go, then yeah, you need two really good goalies so they don't get tired and you know they keep up the pace. But you know, you never know. Yeah, you know, you really never don't. know. No, you don't. And next I- year, next year could be like the best. If this wasn't the case, if the coronavirus wasn't here, it could have been like the best schedule the Rangers have ever seen. Play a game every three days and it'd be perfect. And we'll never know. Best schedule ever. Best schedule ever. It's just so frustrating that the season, everything starts to really come together. You know, if they make the playoffs or if they don't, 
and all of this, that things are finally real on the right track, and then boom, all of this happens, and there's so much uncertainty thrown into the mix. I mean, bam. Yeah, I mean, worldwide it's just, pandemic. Because, <laughs> because I un- I understand the point that you know do you, that teams want to carry two really capable goaltenders now, but at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how Tyler Wall is used. I feel like within the next few seasons, because depending, I mean, depending on what happens with Georgiev, whether he's exposed in the expansion draft or not. Um, and, and Hank only has one year left on his deal. There could be opportunity two, three seasons down the line for him. But I don't see him doing making noise at the NHL level at any point next season for sure. Well, obviously, you just have to wait and see. Really, <laughs> I mean, as corny yeah. as that it's sounds, it's like if Igor if Igor starts in the AHL, I'm pretty sure Tyler Wall will take a year and a half to get up. I think I think once that expansion draft is done, everything will seem a lot more clear down the line. Yeah. And maybe they did. Are they going to name? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are they going to name the damn team? No, they're just going to be. They're they're just going to be Seattle NHL. That's it. Just Seattle NHL. Seattle NHL. (laughs) That's it. I mean, I think a reason for signing Wall could have been that they just want to expose one of the goaltenders and not have to worry about anything. I think that's entirely a good reason to do it. The thing is, they have to expose the goalie. Technically, I think Igor is protected and you have to retain a goalie and expose a goalie. So right. that might be it where they'll they'll expose Georgiev and retain Wall or Igor. I really don't know how it come how and it goes when it comes to the ELCs. For the Seattle hockey team, number thirty, <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> and, then they, and then they go to the <laughs> Stanley <laughs> Cup final in their first season and Hank wins the cup with Seattle. Think, actually if you think about it, <laughs> let think about it for a second. Lundqvist wants to play again. Rangers sign him on a cheap contract, or the Seattle team picks him up as a free agent, just like what the nope. Vegas Golden Knights did with Marc Andre Fleury. I, I like to take. I like to point out. No, he can't be picked because he's a UFA. That's that what I, I just said. That they no, signed him, but they didn't. But the Golden Knights picked Fleury. There's a difference. Yes, but see, th- this means that the Seattle team doesn't have to pay for Lundqvist. Yeah, but then they could also they could just take something else from us. Yeah, so they could, <laughs> they, they could just take a goaltender that's young, oh, younger. You are but such a crab apple. Anyway, most of the players that we would expose will be okay, though. I mean, the young kids will be exempt, and I, I could see definitely Russell, exposing Russell's dream is exposing Brendan Smith. <laughs> he won't be on the team. I don't believe he'll <laughs> no, be. he I won't be. His contract is over by then. His contract is over by then. We don't need to worry about that. We're going to have to yeah. have to go into that again. Great. No, please. Every, not, at least not. one Brendan Smith. <laughs> All of the time. Just as like there's 17 <laughs> powered by Forever Blue Shirts. Sure, All of the time. Every of the time, Brendan Smith. Every of the time. So, Tyler Wall, obviously we wish you the best of luck within the New York Rangers organization. We look forward to seeing what you can bring to Hartford and ultimately um what you think you can bring to the new york rangers <laughs> one day cool so. if you would listen to this maybe Who knows? <laughs> oh, they said my name on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned my name mom they love me uh, okay uh, toby uh, mcguire <laughs> <laughs> i like that i, I like think what that. we should do is to just start throwing random pop culture references just to see if people actually see if anybody gets get it. it you know it's pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, over nine thousand. Okay. No, I mean, that's a no. great reference. It's a good reference. It's just 
we were doing Spider-Man <laughs> with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Next topic, anyway, Russell. Anyway, speaking of New York. Yes, um, anyway, no more pizza time with Peter Parker. Now we're going to move on. <laughs> Now we're going to move on here to our biggest topic of the day, the NHL returning and what the current plan is. Now, the NHL is apparently, if you want to lean towards uh, Larry Brooks and believe what he's been talking about recently, which apparently people are saying, insiders have said that this is what the NHL truly is leaning towards, is a 24-team playoff. So, two scenarios are being talked about, one being... um, Teams going by division, having the top six teams in each division getting in, or having, I believe, points percentage get in. Now, if top six in each division get in, the Buffalo Sabres would get in in the final spot, and the Anaheim Ducks would replace the Chicago Blackhawks for the final spot in the West. If you go by points percentage, the New York Rangers would get in in the East, and the Chicago Blackhawks would get in in the West. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer what the NHL would rather, what the league would rather, money-wise, have New York and Chicago get into the playoffs. But it's still being talked about, and obviously not every single thing is about money, even though a lot of it is. So this is kind of a big thing. It's a two-parter. What makes more sense, the point percentage way or the division way, and does it benefit the New York Rangers to get in the playoffs in one of those final spots, or does it benefit them to basically get an automatic top seven pick going forward here um this is this is the the weird thing about this situation it's just it's such a bittersweet moment because like you said russell like towards like while we were about to like cut off and like everybody shut down everything shut down the rangers were making a splash and they were starting to really come together after you know re-signing Kreider and you know, he was going to be back in a week or, like, I think it was, like, at that point, he was going to be back, like, the week after. I think he was, like, skating, and the Rangers looked like they were ready to go. They looked like they were going to push for that last wild card or the second to last wild card and, like, really, like, see what they're made of and then, you know, see what they can, you know, reassess for the next season. But, you know, at the same time, having a top seven pick in such a deep forward draft would be amazing. It's just... I don't know. It's it's you got to have like you also have to look at the schedule. Like the Rangers, I think, play like the Penguins a few times at the end of the season. And I honestly forgot the schedule at this point. It's been so long (laughs) since the Rangers played a game that I can't remember the schedule. It's just they played a good chunk of their Metro, you know, division rival. So that's probably the same case for the rest of the league. So having a team like the Buffalo Sabres make it where they haven't played the rest of their team and the, the, and the rest of their division and them just losing and losing. And it's just, how is that something you want in the playoffs? You know what I mean? It's just, I understand what you're coming like marketability and the NHL needs as much revenue as they can get. Obviously you'd rather see the Chicago Blackhawks play, you know, whoever and the Rangers play whoever because of the original six teams, they have a huge fan base, they're in huge cities. And you know, that it's just the appeal. It's like, Oh, it's New York. Oh, it's Chicago. It's like, Oh, it's Buffalo. And obviously, (laughs) fans won't be in the stands when this occurs, but yes, you want New York and Chicago in the playoffs if you're the NHL because especially with the work stoppage and especially with all of this going on, you want to generate as much revenue as you can. And yes, you won't get ticket sales, but you'll get TV ads and things like that and, you know, internet streaming options. And, you know, Buffalo is a pretty decent sports market, but it's not New York City. And Anaheim is not anywhere near the sports market that Chicago is. So 
if the league is thinking of leaning one way and revenue is the driving factor, I do think the New York Rangers get into the playoffs, and I think the Chicago Blackhawks get in the playoffs as well. But obviously, you know, the Sabres and the Ducks are going to have something to say about that. Their owners, for sure, are not going to be too happy about that. JL, what do you think? Do you think that the New York Rangers should get in if if they do it point percentage-wise, or do you think top six in the division and, you know, it's unfortunate, but top seven pick? Uh, top six division... That's not cool, man. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'm That's not, saying not that, right, man. I'm not saying that because I'm a Ranger fan. I'm saying that because I, I just don't think that would work out. I mean, good teams are gonna get good there's no balance. The competitive balance isn't even between the divisions. That's why the play. That's why the division format is set up the way it is, or the 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 the, the seating format is set up the way it is, so that you just don't pick the top couple of teams because there could be teams that are below, uh, you know, the threshold that could potentially, you know, make damage either in one spot or if they were in another spot, they'd make more damage. So it's like, oh hey, sorry Rangers and Blackhawks, you guys virtually saved your season after being down in the dumps we're gonna give it to a team that's basically on a free fall every uh, for for the whole season so as much as i look i have a lot of buffalo saber fans i love them to death i think buffalo like you said russell is a great city i mean they mm -hmm. are top 10 every year in ratings for the stanley cup finals and just the stanley cup playoffs in general that is a phenomenal hockey city hot great fans great city but their team is awful. Therefore, they should not be in the playoffs. So it's going to be... F okay, so it's fair that, all right, the Rangers were on this insane run, or the Blackhawks on this insane run before the pandemic happened. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, sorry. We're going to give it to these guys. It's like, no, come on. I, I, it's just... it's It just doesn't make sense. Just... I, I don't know. It, I'm, no, fl I'm flabbergasted by it. To truth go, be told, go back a few years before the NHL shifted divisions and shifted the playoff format. It was the top. There were three divisions per conference, or I guess per East and West, or whatever. And it was the top three got in, and the rest were wild cards, in a sense. So it was eight teams on either conference, and the rest were basically here's your record. Here's your point system. If you mm -hmm. have the next <laughs> the next five teams who have the best points, regardless of your division, you are in. You are in, yeah. And that's what made it good because it's like you could have a team. You could have in you know in a way. I think back how many how many teams per division was it back then? I think it was four, that, uh, five, four or five depending yeah. on the division. So you could have a whole division in the playoffs. Sure. Where right now, let's say the Metropolitan Division is considerably competitive. Mm -hmm. Almost every single team, I think, besides New Jersey, could be a playoff team. Yes, I think that's a very that's a fair statement. New Jersey has been and, terrible despite them winning the offseason. Where they won the yeah. offseason. <laughs> oh, we got Gusev. That's like Panarin, PK right? P.K. Subban. That's like Jacob Trouba, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Andy Blackboard is better. Then Igor. Oh, yeah, okay. Please. Sure. Gosh. How many times sure, I've heard fan. that here. Yeah. Regardless, though, it's just... I was... I personally was like, why are you doing this? I understand <laughs> why they want to realign things. And, you know, you're setting it up for new teams to come later. It's just... Why are you doing this to something that seems like it works? Who is this unfair to? It's like... 
if you're in a good division, you're still going to make the playoffs. If you're in a bad division, but you're still getting 95 points in your season, you're going to make the playoffs if you're second. It's just you have to. If now the wild card is like, yeah, like you have to compete with your the rest of your division who didn't make it in those first three spots, and it's just your rest of the division could be great. If the if the Devils were good this season or a little bit better, they could be competing for a wild card spot. And it's just this is the scenario that we're in right now, where it's like, do you do point percentage, which includes everybody, or do you just include the top teams in each division, which isn't fair when it comes to teams that could have made the playoffs now obviously it's a little different because we are rangers fans and the rangers are the odd ones out but if it was anybody i'm sure that fan base would be like what the hell we yeah, were well, better than that team the, the buffalo sabers are gonna get wiped out and that's not it's like and then it's like oh tampa bay is complaining that you know 24 teams made muddles it and this and that it's like it's unprecedented times unprecedented playoffs you yeah, rather have it. a more competitive mm-hmm. it's like well, are you gonna complain you're probably gonna get a buy series where you don't play a team and if anything and if anything if you win a stanley cup in a 24 team tournament like you for sure earn that because that's more teams that's that's more teams in yes no no it's not not as if there's less teams you're adding more you're adding more to the competitive field you're adding more of, of these possible cinderella stories or cinderella teams that have nothing to lose that just get in I mean, if, if you can win a cup with 24 teams, I'm sorry. So those people that say it will be a weird one or ask, it's not. If anything, that's no, harder to do. No, here's the fun. thing. It's like, yeah. you will be, let's say, because it is Tampa Bay that seems like they are complaining about the whole thing. Tampa Bay would be rewarded for having such a good season. Yeah. Washington, too. Washington, Washington has been would be rewarded for having they, such a good season. Yeah, those are the so, two teams that have been no, seemingly vocal about it. And it's another thing. It's like, you'll have your training camp. No one's going to be rusty. And all the teams are healed to, like, you know, unless you had, like, season-ending injury where you don't come back until next, like, December. But other than that, it's like, you know, you see Vladimir Tarasenko play a few more games. Hey, Chris Kreider's coming back. Chris Jake Gensel's coming back for the Penguins. Like, everybody is healthy. It would be a lot more competitive. And I think you and I discussed this personally, Russ, where it's like, when the first round of the playoffs, really for anything, it's local broadcasting, more or less. Right, yeah. You can watch it locally, where we yeah. watch on MSG, we get Sam and Joe, where this would be the same thing. You reward these teams, you know, for, pl- you know, you know, well, kind of coming back and, you know, well, to touch trying on that to get too, in. You, if it's a 2014 playoff, I mean, you're going to get more than just one one round of local broadcasts. So that also adds oh, to that, it that's the thing, yeah. So teams would really try to get it's like the owners would be like go wait and nbc do doesn't have enough networks to supplement all the overflow <laughs> no they don't so it's like until <laughs> so, they get down to like that yeah. final eight <laughs> msg doesn't even have enough themselves at times to <laughs> do it don't which worry not, the which is not a bad thing MSG by the way two plus negative 12 msg if you're listening that's not a bad thing I'm, I'm making a I'm making a positive note because that means no, that you no, guys there are doing is well. so many even MSG even with the Rangers in the playoffs, you know the Knicks would still somehow be on MSG one. Well, that well, that's <laughs> that's stuff that we, that's all been negotiated. We can't even we yeah. can't even touch on that. So don't but, worry, the Knicks are seven and fifty three this season. <laughs> They're getting there. <laughs> They're getting there, guys. Oh my god! They just changed all like this. Ugh. Seeing the Rangers in a 2014 playoff would be pretty special, especially with arrested Capo Caco, um, a fully healed Chris Kreider, and you know, and Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, who were just chomping at the bit to get back. Fully, out fully healed, healed Igor also. Fully healed Igor too. Yes, thank yes. God. And Booch too. But and Booch. But, but, 
It's always a but. Come on. For the future, for the future of this team and where they currently are, it's really hard to make the argument that getting one more pick in the top seven would really be that detrimental. No. And especially in a draft with names that you've heard before here. We don't have to go down the entire list, but... But I'm going to do it anyways. No, 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 no. We don't have to. We don't have to. <laughs> Number <but> one. <laughs> point being, if the Rangers are guaranteed a top seven pick, you are almost guaranteed another franchise caliber player. Um, if you add that to a core already consisting of uh, Panarin, Zibanejad, Kako, Kreider, Fox, D'Angelo, and Truba, you're talking about a team that would be primed once all these players come up together and really hit their ceilings. You're talking about a team that's primed to not win just one, but hopefully either hopefully two or three. And adding someone like Alexander Holtz, Lucas Raymond, or Marco Rossi into the mix would really put this team over over the edge and could make this team one of the teams of the 2020s, similar to how the Blackhawks and the Los Angeles Kings um, and the Boston Bruins are really the team of the 2010s. If you can get another top seven pick on this team, another surefire offensive threat, um, I, I mean, I think for the long term, I think that is probably what is best for this team. And I know it's not what people want to hear because everyone wants to see playoff hockey. I mean, I really want to see the Rangers back in the playoffs. It's only been two years, but it feels like forever. I just want to see the Rangers play hockey. Uh, Yeah, I just want to see live sports. Just show me like (laughs) some scrimmages or something. I want to see sports. Give me all the sports. Give me (laughs) sports. I agree. But at the same time, I do think that, I mean, I would watch Stanley playoffs without the Rangers in them, of course, just because I want to watch sports like you guys are saying, but... I think ultimately it benefits his team more in the long run to get a top seven pick and get another franchise caliber forward, especially like Alexander Holtz or Lucas Raymond. I think it depends on how the season ends. This, I mean, if they go straight into the playoffs and they really get 24 teams or there's like a play in or if there's some weird thing, like I think it really depends going forward. But having the Rangers get a top seven pick because of this weird scenario would be like that icing on the cake of like, yeah, the Rangers are set for the future. We have our own Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Because you'd have that would be back to back top top seven picks, and I mean Capo Caco second overall, obviously last year, and I don't think they would move up that far, especially with the new draft rules where. Um, basically, Detroit would be guaranteed the first overall, and Ottawa can do no worse than three and four back to back. Yeah. Um, but I do think that even if even if you're talking about five, six, or seven, you're still getting an incredible player, oh, and it, yeah. especially with Ottawa having back to back. So you're talking about Lafreniere going first to the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Byfield going second. Whoever has that, and then Ottawa is back to back. So you can they're going to throw a wrench in almost everyone's plans because they can just get whatever the hell they need. And they're done in the first round. And, you know, even if Ottawa decides, you know, okay, we need a defenseman and we need a really good forward to, you know, to keep building our future. So for argument's sake, they take they take one of the Terra twins. They take Alexander Holtz and Lucas Raymond and they take Jamie Drysdale, who's the top four, who's the top defenseman in the draft, which leaves a lot of talent like Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi. Lucas Raymond or Alexander Holtz. I mean, we can keep going on and on, but the Rangers will get another insanely impactful forward at their position. Um, now, the question is here, 
do you think that since obviously the Rangers are going to have a big voice in this, they are the league's most valuable franchise now. What do you think Jeff Gorton and co and John Davidson, if what do you, which plan do you think they would push for? I think they would push for that top seven pick. Now, that being said, that's what Jeff Gordon and John Davidson would push for. Right. If it was James Dolan, he'd probably push for the playoffs. Let's make the playoffs. Yeah, now, I, the playoffs. I saw JL making a face, and I understand why he doesn't want the top seven pick. <laughs> because I want playoff hockey. No, back. no, no, but, no, 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 no. No, I understand. But no. Well, I, I do want playoff I, hockey, yes. <laughs> I think if it was them, they, they would be very conflicted. I think no matter what the scenario is, they'll be very happy with what goes down. I think they're just going to be happy to either see the Rangers in the playoffs or see the Rangers get a top pick. Regardless of what it is, they also have, they still have two picks in the first round, no matter what. Yeah, that's right. So the, the lower the of Rangers, whichever is Carolina and Toronto's, they will and get. They can't Regardless, be, they they're can't in be the any play. lower than what twenty. I think, I think um, realistically twenty-four, well, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. something around there. Yeah, so like tw- right in, as of now, it's twenty-third. So you're but, still getting a sh- decent player, regardless. I mean. Filipino was drafted 21st overall. No, so. I, there are players that are drafted the 99th overall. Yeah. We can make the Henrik Lundqvist argument 70 times over. It's just <laughs> but my, my sometimes thing is... it's nice to have a surefire thing. Like, Capo exactly. Caco exactly. is, is kind of it up next year. Of course. But here's my, here's no my thing, No matter how though. the length of the season goes. Like, here's my thing, though. So when, when it comes to developing, the, obviously both you guys can agree the Rangers have taken – huge amount of strides this year and Kevin's giving me a thumbs up and Russell is nodding his head in agreement. So, all right, would I be I could a- say it, you know, verbally also. <laughs> I do agree. Would we I agree, would I, would I, agree. <laughs> would I be against them getting a top pick? Absolutely not. But I think when it comes to the long-term development as mu- as much as we want to stack the team, look you can uh, you can no, say like, you can say it, but you'd be surprised you. was, was what winning ago can do. Where the NHL was still going on, and I'd be like, "Yeah, if they made the playoffs, this will be great it's, for them." I don't care if they're matter. out the first it's round. It's the same just thing. They, this is the core. Like, if it was the other way around, if they didn't re-sign Kreider, then I'd be like, "No, they can't make the playoffs because the rebuild's still in progress. They have the core now. Yeah, they have a very finite amount of guys that aren't a part of it anymore." which have their contracts up either next year or the year after, and that's it. These are the young guys going forward. So I understand where you're saying, like, yeah, give them playoff experience. Let them feel what that's like. Maybe they even surprise the people and get past that first round. Very, that's a very valuable thing to have because if you look it at is. look at look at the in range, a very inexperienced team. But you see, you sometimes need to have that happen. You're going to be experienced just, for the first time you go this, to the playoffs. But not this way. It's it's different if it was like the Rangers would. No matter what, get pick fifteen if they made the playoffs or they didn't make the playoffs. Playoffs or playoffs, then they make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. But you're moving up essentially ten spots into a yeah. top ten who, of a, who doesn't, one who of doesn't the, think the Rangers could trade drafts. an asset? If there's something we know about the Rangers, the Rangers if, are if known this was last year to trading no. up. No, I, I I get what you mean. If this was last year with this with that draft class. Then I could see it's like yeah, you know they might as well make the playoffs. This year is different. No, the, tr- it's the draft class is like, great. It's only about like 2020 think, draft class. It's I think 2020 that's, draft class. I think that's a really good point to make in saying the difference between the 19 draft and the 20 draft is that the 20 draft did not have – the 20 draft was – I'm sorry. The 19 draft was really interesting because you had Hughes Cockle at the top, of course. 
and that's it. And then it was, and it was very muddled. It was, it was muddled after that. It was, you know, no one really knew we what was going to happen. We all know what happened, and thanks but, to who was it that screwed everything up? Um, who was Detroit? Oh, oh no, it? Chicago to Kirby Doc. Wasn't it Detroit Anaheim? No, it was Colorado. They picked Bo uh, and Byram, and that kind of threw a wrench in everything. Well, no, no, Detroit, no, because Detroit picked Moritz Cider, and that that's threw what it was. Yes, Moritz Cider too. Yes, Moritz yeah, that's what screwed everything up. <laughs> That's right. I, th- uh, I think we all were yelling. One, we we're all yelling about that at uh, at the yeah. at the place we were at that day. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you well, doing? Right. I, think, I think Kevin really makes a good point in saying that it's a different year, and 2020 has been touted for a while as being very strong, and 2020 has been being touted as strong because it's you have the best prospects since Connor McDavid going first overall, and you have a monster type center who has been compared to Eric Lindros going second overall. You, and then you have the two Terra twins from Sweden who Rangers prospect Carl Henriksen has been centering, so hopefully the Rangers can nab one of them. You never know. Uh, you never know. And then you have, you know, Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti. Like, you, you, there's just talent oozing out of the top ten of this draft. And it, I just, I really feel like as much as I want to see this team in the playoffs and have, you know, a, a loose Rangers team with nothing to lose, try to get the jump on some teams... You know, it, I just I feel like it's so beneficial to get a player that can either solidify your center ice or further up your wings, and then one of the wings you have becomes valuable in a trade, and you can trade someone if you get an Alexander Holtz or Lucas Raymond to play on your wings, because then at that point you have more, even more options to play with, and you're going to have an even more deadly team two to three years down the line with Kako, Holtz or Raymond and Kravtsov all on your wings. You also got to take it's like. Kako had a very high pressure season, and we can talk about sure. him. Like, you know, he really didn't have a break for a year. He did, you know, juniors. You know, he did all this stuff, and he came right over. You also got to think that pressure might be lifted if we get another top pick. Where Absolutely. It's like no one's gonna like. Obviously, people are gonna be looking with Kako's second year. What is he gonna do? It's all. It's like all the attention is gonna be on that number seven guy where Kako can relate to. Now it's like, oh, I was picked high. Because the Rangers don't have high draft picks besides, like, currently on the team besides, I mean, even if you want to count him, Leas Anderson. You can count Kratzov, like, too, I, I mean, believe. You can count, yeah, yeah, you can count I mean, Kratzov also. But he it's was just, ninth overall. He was ninth overall, you're right. But he wasn't supposed to go ninth overall. That's the difference. And he didn't come to the NHL right away. That's another difference. If this guy gets picked and comes to the NHL right away, then Kako could be like, okay, this, like I could tell you, and I have a friend, I could relate, where he could have someone that can bond that's not named Brennan Smith. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like that someone that you could relate. And I, I know you're laughing at that, but you know, having someone that you can, you know, be friends with is, is one thing, but no, no, having someone you can work with, you know, it's like, yeah. I'll make this point once just because I love this documentary. And if you haven't seen it, please watch the last dance. It's beautiful. MJ and Scotty Pippen are the reason why they won championships. Like you could also make it, you know, you know, other kids. Like you, obviously, it's a full team. It's not just them, but those two together are why they were so good. Now, if Kako gets someone to work with, then that's a whole different story. It's well, just at I mean, his Kako, age, le- oh, at his age, age level, level yeah, it's just, Because I was going to say Kako's partner in crime is right there with him in Artemi Panarin. If and, you want to talk and about superstar, but right, they're not on the. They don't seem like they're on the same line a lot. They weren't on the same line a lot right. this past year. Now it's just you could have. You know, Panarin's advantage of Kreider. You could have any also, combination. I feel like a good point to make here is I feel like anyone besides Lafreniere, I think, will get another year in the minors. It's, it's I possible, just, too. I, it's, I believe, it's yeah, you, you don't need to rush 
I feel like any of these teams picking this high, even the Rangers wouldn't need to rush Holtz or, or Raymond over here. Let let them simmer in Europe for even another year. Even if it is yeah. a shortened season, which it's looking like it's going to be. Yeah. Still, let them simmer over there for another year and bring them over for the um, 2021 22. Um, you know, it's still a process and let them get as much ice time as they can. Let them get top six minutes because we've seen how David Quinn coaches. We've seen how everyone earns it. And if you look at the Rangers top six right now, which consists of Mika Zibanejad, Philip Hedl, uh, Artemi Panarin, Kapo Kako, Chris Kreider, and Pavel Buchanevich. Mm-hmm. That top six is basically locked in for so it's going solid. forward right now. It's yeah. solid. It's, you have everything. You have a but, superstar. But that doesn't mean a, it's perfect. That's another thing. It's just, oh, absolutely Why not, not I, get that seventh pick? And it's just Why not be better? Yes. Why not be better? And, and, and anything can is, happen when this draft happens. Like, they still might have the draft in June before the playoffs even starts. Like, you never yeah. know what might happen. Which, by the way, we're not baseball. Stop that. How are you supposed to determine the order? Yeah. And... <laughs> Which is one know. thing the NHL is wary about because they don't want a team winning the Stanley Cup and them having a ridiculously high pick at the same time. Like that's it's you like know, let's say the Rangers do worry. make the playoffs and they yeah. have the 16th overall pick, and somehow they win. It's like oh no, they should have the you know the yeah, yeah. first overall pick. It's just so well obviously just there's a lot of things when the season to... ends. Really, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why that's such a like a big thing for them. It's like they're not having it in Montreal. No, they're not. It's going to be virtual. No, wait. Like, it's going to be 2020 virtual draft sponsored by Zoom and Gary Bettman's basement. <laughs> but Give um, me the booze. Point being, <laughs> point being, you know, um, that top six, like we said, is solidified. And any of those guys wouldn't be challenging for a top six spot. And I don't think you want someone picked that high to be playing in a bottom six role. Right off the bat, in my opinion, I've said um, my piece. So yeah, we've seen <laughs> so, it with Kako. We've seen it with Kako, but I, you know, let them simmer, whoever they might be. Um, any last words, boys, before we leave the listeners? Last this week? words? What are you trying to kill yeah. us or something? I am trying to kill you. Both. Last <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll start because you know Kevin wants to end it like the the man he is. Um. <laughs> I don't have to end it. I can go right now. I don't uh, have any last words. That, you know. Um, I can't wait for hockey to come back. I think the Rangers should make the playoffs, and uh, we're also powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Beat me to All I was gonna say is we're powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Wait, Kevin, I don't think you said it. I think we're powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Blueshirts.com. What did I say? I thought you said we're powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. We are powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Ain't that right, Are Russell? we powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com? We are 100% powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. ForeverBlueShirts.com. Created by Antonio Scultore. The Don. The Godfather. Let's go. Don't fire us. Rangers. <laughs> You've been listening to 4B Radio. Powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com.
Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, but Raider Nation is worldwide. Hi, Silver and Black Maniacs. I'm Scott Goldbranson, host of Silver and Black Today, the first and only all Raiders show from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. A-list guests like players and coaches and the best Raiders talk in the land. Subscribe and listen today if you just want to win, baby.